Welcome to the Formula Scout podcast. Formula Scout is home to regular news and features from the world of junior single-seater racing, tracking the progress of future Grand Prix stars. Joining me tonight, Craig Willard, is Elliot Wood and Bethany Waring. How are we both this evening? Yeah, just about. I'm pretty good. Good. Now, this evening we will be discussing the ongoing coronavirus pandemic and what it means for the immediate and medium-term future for junior single-seater racing. And I will begin with a short monologue about the pandemic. The 48 hours between the start of Wednesday and the end of Thursday have been some of the strangest within recent memory. The exponential rate of the spread of the COVID-19 coronavirus outside of China has gradually started to bring a sizable proportion of the Western world and more of it to a complete standstill. Concerns about the well-being of spectators, drivers, team personnel, media and so forth who travelled the globe to be part of this sport we all love has slammed it into effective shutdown. At the time of recording, the only major event taking place on the weekend of 14th, 15th of March is the World Rally Championship round in Mexico. But even that was called early. For junior single-seater racing, the first warning signs from this virus that has transformed into this pandemic arose just over a month ago when Devlin De Francesco, a driver with a weakened immune system, withdrew from the Asian Formula 3 season due to health fears regarding COVID-19. As Italy totally came into lockdown, entire series started to become at risk. Some series, such as the Formula 1 supporting F2 and F3 series and the IndyCar supporting Road to Indy, started to announce that races would be held behind closed doors. The feeling that this was going to be a sufficient compromise has turned out to be very, very optimistic. I've never seen motorsport canned at such a vicious rate in more than two decades of following it. I believe that the sport that has had to deal with huge fatal accidents, oil crises and economic catastrophes has not had this much mass cancellation in such a short space of time since the outbreak of the Second World War. Racing is such a huge part of all of our lives, as I'm sure it's part of yours, the listeners, too. But there are times where things are above racing. This is one of those times. This should have been our F2 and F3 preview podcast. Instead, we must discuss things beyond motorsports control. Do either of you two have anything to add? Yes. Uh, given Formula Scout is a, uh, a non-for-profit site, you know, it's run by passionate followers and paddock dwellers of motorsport, a lot of us are freelance workers. So having these events cancelled is directly affecting our ability to make a living, essentially. Yeah, that's something I've had one thing this weekend cancelled, um, some more things that weren't confirmed cancelled, but uh, and it really does suck and I am really worried now. But at the end of the day, you do, you don't want people getting sick, you don't want 20, you don't want the Australian Grand Prix to be remembered for, as the start of a huge outbreak in Australia. And I understand why why it's happened. And it's, it is insane. It is like living a really bad opiate film. But you, you, you understand it. Yes, there are a lot of people in this industry who are freelancers. And I think it's only become apparent since this outbreak just how badly affected a lot of people are going to be as a result especially people within the media who um, work as photographers, work as journalists. A lot of those people are going to lose out on a massive portion of their income this year. 
so we will we will list some of the the high profile events that have already been cancelled so as mentioned before the formula two and formula three round at bahrain were originally supposed to be held behind closed doors that has since been cancelled the the rounds at monaco and in the netherlands are also very much at risk at this point the road to indy uh sees well seasons all three all three categories were shelved mid weekend at st petersburg um so our preview podcast for that elliot has not aged well at all uh, the formula renault euro cup season opener at monza that's off the euro formula winter series that's off and i'm sure lots and lots of other things as well um that i'm that you two i'm sure can can list that i've forgotten yeah we've got the formula renault asia cup which is a rebrand of the what was asian formula renault that's cancelled it's first few races in Vietnam and I believe a few races after that as well. We've had Super Formula obviously cancel pre-season tests and races. Several of the smaller Formula 4 series have already cancelled things, especially in America. We do believe we have NACAM Formula 4 going on next weekend but it's uh, we're all kind of guessing because there's not very good communications on uh, that championship. There's a lot of smaller ones that are cancelled but I think you've covered all the ones I know about and hopefully there are no more surprises mm. now a lot of the reasons for these cancellations are either due to travel bans um, such as with the United States um, they've, they've restricted travel to and from Europe or countries enforcing bans on gatherings of say more than 500 people and these will immediately put a load of um, racing series at risk. Now, one country that has not done that yet is the UK, which means that the BTCC round scheduled for two weeks' time as of recording. We're recording this on the, the Sunday night of the 15th of March, so we should be watching the IndyCar race at St. Petersburg right now, but obviously that is not happening. Um, but I digress. That would mean that the British Formula 4 series is set to run at the moment do we think that we will have a season opener of british formula four um i'm waiting to book my train tickets it will only be after i book my train tickets that it will be cancelled um but but seriously i don't know how it can be or it, the torn car weekend can't function as it has done every other touring car event I've been to the uh, the paddock walkabout it's such an open paddock that that doesn't make sense closing it off to the fans that's a huge commitment and the pit lane walkabout is just a disaster waiting to happen in these circumstances I don't see how it can continue how it can go ahead under these circumstances, but talk is saying it's going ahead. So, yeah, uh, all the British um, motorsport clubs kind of got together for a big meeting and converged on their strategies for tackling coronavirus and how they're going to uh, run meetings going forward. But the interesting thing about Toker as well is it's a made-for TV package in addition to it being a, like a really good trackside deal for the fans. So 
they could possibly cut their losses on running it behind closed doors uh, with so many people then just tuning in on ITV4. And obviously, if you're in quarantine, you know, you've got a TV you can watch. So fans might not lose out. Yes, that's that's a very realistic proposition, I think, at this point. Um, Although there are are quite a lot of um, people within the the touring car paddock. Um, Just when you you think about all the teams, the drivers, the personnel, uh, media and so forth, um, there's still quite a lot of people in a confined space. But and you got some people coming from from different parts of the country as well, and some people possibly coming from abroad. Um, things we, it's, I think it's too early to tell at this point. Um, there are there are there are rumours circulating that there will be a ban on on mass gatherings within the UK, but that's something that we won't find out until until the coming days. And I mean. The touring car race might get called off just a matter of days before it's supposed to happen, which will be really, really difficult, I think, for a lot of fans who have obviously booked trains or hotels and so forth. You say that about the um, coming from abroad, but I think touring cars have the advantage over um, over. Even British GT, in that it's very much a British championship, the the touring cars itself, they're British drivers mostly, they're British teams. The support series, we do have a lot of um, international drivers for British Formula 4, but they're all based in the UK for at least a season. So I don't think travel bans are as much of an issue for touring cars and topper, but that mass gathering thing will be more of the it will be the issue. Mm. Yeah, and there's a, another issue there as well in that if events don't go ahead, you have a lot of teams, particularly in F4, where the mechanics aren't just working for those teams; they're working for other F4 and F3 teams abroad, or teams have brought cars and when they can't run them, they're losing money. So chances are that if there are cancellations going forward. Some of these teams will go bust that we, we see racing in the junior formula. Yes, I, I think that's a very, very important matter. A lot of these teams rely on funding from, say, like high, you know, very wealthy, back, wealthily backed drivers. Um, they'll they would have paid a lot of money for their, you know, to go motor racing, but they haven't been able to go motor racing. So, so that income would have, um, well, that would just disappear. Uh, effectively, there will be a lot of contracts which will need to be looked at, and a lot of heads will have to be scratched. And it's go- it's going to be get very very messy in the in the next few weeks. That's for sure. From my understanding of the contracts, is you pay in instalments. So most drivers, when they sign their contracts, they will pay the first instalment, uh, which would presumably cover pre-season testing and at least the first race weekend. So a lot of teams will have the money to essentially run one weekend. Uh, but a lot of drivers would be reluctant to pay any further instalments until they know, you know, all events are going ahead. So mm. it's almost in a limbo state. Now, do we think that if, um, do we think that Tocker is right to proceed with running 
uh, things as normal at the moment. They're, they're going, well, they're essentially just going off government advice at the moment. But with so many other series shelved, do we think that they're doing the right thing at this point? It's not even just um, uh, just sport series. If you look at other sporting events in the UK, they're getting cancelled. So you do have to ask why Tocker thinks they'll be able to handle this when other sporting events can't handle it. Um, but I, at the saying that, I trust them. And if the race, if racing goes ahead, and if I'm not ill, I will be there. Yes, that's a that's a very very valid point. I mean, we've we've lost we've lost things like the Premier League, for example. The whole Premier League season is now incomplete. Who knows what's going to happen because because of this outbreak? Um, but you know, on the other hand, you have things like the Cheltenham Gold Cup go ahead. So yeah, it's it's going to be it is it is very weird, and you, you do feel like by going to to these events that you are risking not only yourselves but but other people yeah so now one slightly quirkier story that we have had due to coronavirus over the past few months has been uh christian lungard who missed out on formula two testing because he was stuck in a coronavirus hit hotel um now do we think that this is the sort of situation that could affect more things further down the line because the you know teams do rely on on hotels and they can't all afford like the the most extravagant places. I imagine if there are cases recorded in hotels, then people would be advised not to book in them. In which case, you'll probably find teams almost sleeping in trucks, etc., and living in the the doles while on the race weekend. If that does happen, then the organisers will be forced to cancel events if there's no sustainable way of having teams there. I was going back to British Formula 4 very quickly and sort of touching on this is that uh, in the junior junior levels, there's only a limited time frame that these drivers can be in Formula 4 if they want to continue their careers. And it's a bit extreme, but if, say, the entire F4 championship was... If 2020 was just cancelled, then you get into the point where some drivers are looking, I only need to be in F3 right now. So it could potentially derail some drivers' entire careers, which is a very extreme way of putting it. But if you think about drivers who have had years out for other reasons it does make a difference just that one year out yes there's a there's a a number of drivers who are going into 2020 and they need to have a really big year and this is just a massive massive uh, disruption for them and on the other hand you have drivers who are coming back off of really really strong 2019 who will be looking to to carry that momentum into 2020 someone like robert schwartzman for example coming into Formula 2 as the reigning F3 champion. Um, and this is immensely disrupting for them. How do we think the drivers are going to, to manage this situation at the moment? We've already seen a few of them, um, even today, try their, try their hand at um, some high-profile esports events, which have been arranged very, very quickly. Hmm. But even... Say you're a Formula 4 driver, 
okay. 2019, not fantastic, but you had some good results. How do how do you at the end of 2020, at the end of 2021, if you haven't been racing, go to sponsors and say, a couple of years ago I did some pretty good things. Now you can really hype up those um those wins that you might have had in 2019. In a year's time, nobody's going to be, that's not going to be in anybody's mind, even if they've not been any racing. And if there has been any racing and you've had to miss it out because of illness, then it's even worse. So it's just hugely disrupting. Yeah, there'll be, there will be. A global recession will take place. That's pretty much a given uh, over the next few months. So going into 2021, there won't be as much capital anyway and as True. much money to spend on motorsport. Um, but I think super license points is going to be a big controversy topic with this as well because super license points has to be the last three years, um, successive years, not necessarily the last three years you have been racing. It's the last three calendar years. So... If there are so many cancellations that championships can't award the same amount of super license points or zero super license points, then drivers are going to be absolutely, you know, distraught and that their Formula One dream is pretty much over if they've then got to spend two years getting those points rather than three years because they've taken a year out, per se, through coronavirus. That's a very valid point. It'd be totally unfair to scrap 2020 from the super license points tally because we've already had some series um, started and completed in 2020, such as the Toyota Racing Series. So it'd be totally unfair on, on say, like an Eagle or Fraga to, to shelve that year from existence in terms of super license points. Yeah, and, and if you look at a series like Super Formula, where Rebel Junior Yuri Vips is driving, that only has uh, seven races originally scheduled on the calendar. So if it suffers further cancellations and kind of goes to four races, let's say, which is very high chance happening given the, the rate of the spread in Japan, then his chance of going to F1 next year is gone. Uh, someone like Nicholas Latifi, who's obviously now in Formula 1, uh, for him to retain his seat is entirely dependent on his rookie season. He might not have one. So. Mm. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very valid point. Um, what was already shaping up to be a totally um, crazy season in terms of um, in terms of driving market in Formula One is going to be thrown into total disarray now. Um, <laughs> at this rate, so what happens in the interim time? Um, we know that Formula One has massive restrictions on testing, but what testing restrictions are in place for, for other series? So if we know at the moment that a lot of tests have been cancelled, but if things do a lot, get a lot better, of group tests. So yeah. a lot of private tests are still allowed to run. Um, some series normally have a rule saying you can't test at the circuits you're later going to race at. And they also have a rule predating the season saying you can't test before this time. But with certain series introducing new cars, such as Euro Formula, they have to shake down those chassis. They have to get those drivers driving those cars. Uh, and given circuits are private venues, they need the income anyway. So they're going to keep on running private test days for junior single-seater series for as long as they can. 
So do we, with, with so much, we, we know at this point that anything in the remainder of March pretty much is a write-off. And we think that anything in April at the moment is, you know, heading towards a similar fate. Uh, when will we eventually properly go racing and get some race reports under our belt? Are we thinking, we thinking May time, early May, late May, um, June? Well, at the moment they're saying no. Formula One wives the Dutch Grand Prix. It's set. It's not currently postponed, so. Dutch Grand Prix is a possibility, and then Spain and Monaco. But even then, they're saying that these are, as Formula E have put it, in the yellow flag zone. Like they could go ahead, but we're keeping an eye on them. So it could even be after that Azerbaijan for Formula One. So I don't know exactly how that filters out for F2 and F3 because I'm not as up to date on them as I should be. Uh, well, Formula 2 does have a second, would be an in-season test, but is now a pre-season test at Barcelona at the start of next month. Uh, and the Catalonian government, I think, part funds the circuit there. And it doesn't have an F1 contract next year either. So this would be the last Spanish Grand Prix um, that F2 and F3 would be supporting for a while. Um, but Formula 3 is also set to go to Hungaroring. Um in a few weeks' time, for a, what would be an in-season test, but is now a pre-season test. Uh, but the Hungaroring's already cancelled events after that. So there's a, an odd pattern of certain events that are kind of closer to the time now are still scheduled to run, but events that are further in the future have already been cancelled. And I think that may be primarily down to finances and what the circuits and the teams want. Mm. That is a very valid point. There are there are a number of circuits. Um, the Barcelona one, I, that one in particular, is really struggling financially at the moment. Um, and th- this sort of thing is the last thing that they need. Uh, do we think that there are many other circuits that spring to mind that are going to be looking at this going, oh, no, this is really, really not good for us? I think every circuit's thinking that. <laughs> but... Yeah, Spain's for sure a hard one, especially because I, I believe that countries in a sort of lockdown now, not quite at Italy level, but it's not business as usual in Italy. So they're, they're looking particularly weak. Yeah, and Silverstone as well, which has uh, obviously been hurt by running Formula One for so much time. Uh, and the fact that, let's say, the race doesn't go ahead, that will actually be a worse thing for Silverstone. Um, and they'll tr- they'll probably even have to try and charge future events at the track even more for lower formula. Mm. And they probably won't want to visit if they're charging higher rate. Do we do we think that there's a, a realistic pro- uh, possibility that um, events that have been supposedly postponed, uh, that they could be run in the future? I look at, say, like, for example, the Road to Indy calendar, and how early it's scheduled to finish in the year, would it be possible for them to run, say, like well into September, into October perhaps? Um, the summer break in Formula 1, Formula 2, Formula 3, could some of the races be moved to there? Um, could other, other series... It, it might, become a very, might become very tight because of things like calendar clashes and, and so forth, but... Is it a realistic prob- uh, possibility to see some of these events sprout up well, later Formula in the year? Formula 1 et al. were already pretty tight. 
Um, and Abu Dhabi has it written in their contract that it's the end of the season. So even if that event doesn't get cancelled, it will probably have to be postponed if F1 wants to fit in all the other races that they're missing out before Abu Dhabi. So, but then there are rumours that it could go just wipe out the um, entire summer break and go later into the year. So I think F1 and its support series can go run completely, possibly not China, because I feel like that's just been so up in the air for so long. But I think the others could happen. The other smaller series, though, it's because these these um these tracks are going to be pretty busy as well with all the events that they're going to have on. And if everyone comes knocking and says we want that that um, weekend, I'm sorry, you're a formula, but F1 is going to have that weekend. So. I think the smaller the series is, the more likely they're going to struggle to put the event on what they've said they're going to have on, but maybe go to other circuits. The thing with the summer break is everyone kind of uses it as a summer break, so it's typically the school holidays of most countries. Uh, therefore, a lot of your marshalling staff is going to be on holiday. Uh, a lot of your mechanics have probably already, or engineers have booked their holiday. And because a lot of them are freelance and they're working at multiple teams or multiple circuits, rescheduling might not work for them at all because it might clash with two teams they're contracted to work for and they're both racing on the same weekend all of a sudden. So I don't think mm-hmm. postponement to new dates is a very realistic target for anything below Formula 2, I'd expect. Mm. It's a very valid point. Could we poss- could we potentially see um, some seasons decide to overlap into 2021? Have like a, a super season like how the WC held well, a couple of seasons ago? I know ago? it's not a junior formula, but I know MotoGP have been saying we could go into January. So I wouldn't be surprised at all to see other series do the same. Yeah, it makes sense logistically that if that's a way to score super license points and cover off the contracts for everyone involved, then overlapping into 2021. Because especially in the UK, the financial year starts in March or April, I believe. Um, And a lot of the races obviously start March or April. So if it's within the same financial year, I think it kind of would be fine. But obviously in the the winter, you're going to have snow, rain, Races will be cancelled for other reasons. And like in Chile, they've had races cancelled through um, political disruption at the moment as well. I mean, I would mm. love to see anything at all racing in the snow at Knockhill, but I don't think it would work well 15 seconds after the drivers go. It would be a disaster. I also think oh. that would then have a knock-on oh. effect on the likes of Toyota Racing Series because they... The huge draw there is it being a winter series. So you're getting F3 drivers on their off season coming over to do that. So if it does sort of cancel the winter break, then it will have a huge knock on effect there as well. 
Yeah, that's a very valid point. And you look at things like the Macau Grand Prix as well, which is a an, you know towards an end of the season event. Um, obviously, that part of the world at the moment is one of the one of the most hit um, in terms of everything at the moment. Um, so yeah, I, th- I I would like to see as much racing as possible if we do have to go to brands hatch in january and it is snowing i would very much like to see formula four cars power sliding down paddock hill bend um in studded tires but trying to trying to raise spirits a little bit do we see any positives at all coming from this i mean like i said earlier um the esports world has really helped try to bring um, the motorsport community together by hosting um, two very, very high profile and well-watched sim races today. Uh, do we, can we see any mate? Can we see any positives coming from this at all? Yeah, I think that's good for especially some sim racers who are trying to get back into the junior series ladders. It's good that like the likes of eyes onto this race and they're doing really well so that that could be a boost for them in terms of sponsors and just um publicity going into 2021 so there, there will be some upsides um drivers who haven't been able to quite get the budget together for the start of the season in if british formula 4 were to not go ahead for example might be more likely to make the start of the season if everything else doesn't go to hell before the start of the season. So there could be some upside, but I and I really hope there are. Um, I'm a little more pessimistic. Of course, you are, Elliot. So many people whose income. Yeah, there's so many people whose income is completely derived from working in this field, this sport, and I think a lot of them are going to be hit by it. And from talking to a few teams, a few engineers um, off the record, I'm well aware that some teams are already looking at the numbers and going, well, we probably won't even be operating next year if things don't go to plan this year. So then the series lose entries, mm. et cetera, et cetera, spiral of decline. Well, I have seen a lot more. Um, I've seen a lot of solidarity shown for for freelancers on on social media over the past few days. So I'm hoping that more awareness will be will be spread, and hopefully the motorsport community can can continue to come together and help support teams that are at risk of going totally under. Um, do any of you two have any further further questions to raise? Any further pointers to raise? I have a a, fe- a feature to to plug on the website. Uh, given, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, given how many events are being cancelled, uh, I wrote up five junior single seater classics to revive 2020. So these were races that kind of had their own prestige, um, despite being you know not world championship events, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s. And uh, done a bit of digging into the data, a bit of research, uh, found some glorious pictures of uh, even a Volkswagen Motorsport Formula 3 car at Monaco, which is brilliant. And you can read that on the website. 
And one of them, one of those races, does have a small chance of coming back. But I won't reveal which. It, is it the Birmingham Super Pro? I, I feel like coronavirus is the oh. worst of your worries when it comes to Birmingham. Well, I, I think it's best if we don't upset I'm any more sorry, listeners Birmingham from people. Birmingham. Well, if the commentary is uh, better. <laughs> Birmingham's a, a fine place, <laughs> kind of. So, I mean, I mean, hopefully, well. Uh, on Formula Scout, it does give us an opportunity to to run a few more exciting retrospective features. So if you keep up to date with FormulaScout.com, Formula Scout on Twitter, Formula Scout on Instagram and on Facebook as well, you can find And if you have like a like an event that's but, in the past that you think isn't getting enough love, maybe let us know and we'll try and give it some love. Well, I think if we uh, if we're done, we will call it for there. Thank you very much, Elliot and Bethany, for joining me. Um, hopefully, we'll have a British Formula Four preview podcast coming out oh, I hope shortly. It's not if it hasn't been canned, um, we shall see. But yes, in the meantime, farewell and stay tuned. Adios.